Have you listened to my acting debut over on the Brook Reading Podcast yet? Hear me play two, two parts during the play within a play bit of Midsummer Night's Dream. I am fabulous. But back to us. This week, we drop into the middle of a conversation about shopping, get distracted by summer festivities that remind us of a really sucky convention 25 years ago, I tell you the correct way to take a deuce, some home inspector gets arrested for getting gross with a kid's stuffed Elmo, and somehow we make it even weirder. Buckle up. because I don't go outside. <laughs> I only go in my own yard. I only see me. <laughs> I have been thinking about am I going to feel when am I going when am I going to go to the thrift to the thrift town again, you know? Yeah. But you need to make your yearly pilgrimage um to what is that store that we went to every year? I have no idea. That store me and you went to every year at the mall, and we spent, like, hours, and we spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars there. Oh, Torrid. Torrid. I still, I, I buy stuff online from Torrid. Yeah. Oh, my God, Betsy Johnson. They're 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 carrying Betsy Johnson shit now. Betsy oh. Johnson for fat chicks. There was a dress. It was $89. It was a polka dot dress. You know how many fucking black and white polka dot dresses I have? <laughs> But this dress was so fucking beautiful and I wanted it so bad. But all I could think is I am not leaving my house and I have a closet full of clothes. I have not touched in over a year because I'm not leaving my house. Although I did buy this shirt. Do you see my shirt? I do. Show me. I do see something. Oh, oh my goodness, that's valid. It's like a zombie, Rosie the Riveter. It's Rosie the Riveter zombie. And it says vaccinated, and she has a band-aid. She has a band-aid on her, on her arm. That's fabulous. And I fucking love her, and it's from a company called Murder Apparel, and I bought some really cute, really cute uh, face masks from them. The only thing I will say about this um, racerback tank top is that they don't really hem their shit. They just sort of do a, a surged edge, oh. and so everything rolls up as if I cut it apart. I think oh, it's well. designed to make it look like I took a t-shirt and cut it apart. Well, but you know, it's, it's vintage. <laughs> it definitely looks vintage, and it, the thing is, I've been wearing it for like four days because it, because I look so fucking cute yeah, in it, and do. I can't not wear it. I fucking love this shirt. But, you know, I'm just thinking, like, we did our yearly pilgrimage to Torrid. Remember remember those blue plaid pants that I bought three of? I, I bought do. three different sizes. See, now I'm trying to, I, I because I have lost some weight, although I haven't put on, I haven't put on any of those clothes in a while because, like, I just have to wear them around the house, I guess. But I, I don't think I'm going to go 
back up in size. I mean, well, we talked about when I, when we did the Colbert questionnaire about yeah. how many pairs of jeans are on the shelf in my closet because I have like six sizes worth yeah, of jeans. I want to bear. I want to buy you the Doc Martens that you've wanted for so long. I, I and those will be perfect with those plaid pants. Hello. I know. I know those plaid pants are so. I am. I'm hot. gonna buy you those Doc Martens. I don't know how to explain those bla- those plaid pants. They're like turquoise and black plaid. They're like '80s punk, kind of tight. Like oh just yeah, they're totally '80s. Zippers punk, all over yeah. the place. They're the they're the pants I would have dreamed of wearing when I was in high school, but I wasn't the cool chick I am now. So it would have just been ridiculous. But they're just they were just so fucking hot on me. And I but just yeah, you know, I'm gonna buy you your docs to go with those pants. Oh yeah. <laughs> and when you come out to visit me Whenever that is. Whenever yeah. that is, you know there's a there is a torrid in the shopping center where my store is that I work in. Three is there really? Down. Yeah. It's a non-mall torrid? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, and we're gonna go spend three hours there and I will buy you whatever you want. Oh my god. I will give oh you a god. shopping spray. Oh my god. I will just give you my card and be like, girl, okay. You got three hours. Why? Why? Why do you want to buy me clothes? Because I have to make up time. Because I'd always buy you stuff there. I don't know. Were you buying me stuff? I bought you a bathing I... suit. I bought you pants. I mean, not not in general, but I would buy you birthday, Christmas, holiday. I would buy you gifts from there. Oh well, that's true. That's true. I would buy you gifts from there. No, I would never yeah. buy you stuff. Because usually when we were there, that's true. Some of the times when we were there, it was go find something. Yeah, you're buying. but that's I got true. like that's birthdays true. to make up. So you go there and I'm going to give you my card and I'll give you three hours. And you just buy. <laughs> need to give them a thing spike we can give them a drop that they could plan out their yes shows. i think we've uh, gotta find some time and get get time to do, do it that. right now i think we should do it right now look i'll show you how easy it is <laughs> watch this i'm just gonna do it live okay do it live like that bloke screams i'm just gonna do it live watch this hi this is dr dan from the two skeptical Blah, i can't do it now look, i can't speak <laughs> too much pressure i'll try again i'll try again i'll try again take 52 hi this is dr dan from the two skeptical chaps podcast and you are listening to the most Bitchin' Boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one, we could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, what do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in the next show. Diplomatic community. <laughs> completely off topic but i'm gonna say it anyway you know what i'm gonna be doing um the week of of my birthday this year what um so you know how my birthday and my uh wedding anniversary is very close Mm -hmm. together and last summer 
was our 20th wedding anniversary, and we didn't get to do anything oh because the God. world sucks. 20. Well, okay. do you realize that at the end of this month is the 20th? Well, actually, I realized um, just this morning I was telling him that I think sometime during this week would be the 25th anniversary of him asking me out the first time. Because wow. our first date, our first date was on the 30th of May, 25 years ago. God. Because we dated for four years and then we got married. Because we, because we literally had our first date the day after his birthday. Which, which means I, we dated a year before I got to celebrate a birthday. And then he turned, that was when I found out he doesn't celebrate his birthday because he turned his birthday into our anniversary because it was our, our, the anniversary of our first date. And he totally blew all of my birthday stuff out of the water by making it about me. <laughs> and 25 years ago, Memorial Day. Yeah. Okay, this guy, I'm so geeky. Oh my God. Okay. I would thinking that we would have had to have been at Acon. <laughs> but I guess we were not. No, but that summer, July 4th weekend, that summer was when we were at Westercon in El Paso. Oh, God. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes. Because that was when when I when I did my Logan's Run costume. Yeah. Oh and yes, yes, my yes. Fabulous yes. with my with my it was supposed to be blinking jewel on my hand and it almost worked and then I touched it one too many times with the little soldering iron thing. God, that God was damn fabulous. it! I was so that good at that shit. Baby blue poly silk. Yes, so good. Do you still have that? It's in the closet. Yes. Oh, how fabulous! I don't fit in it. I don't fit in it anymore. But um, but that was the weekend that um, right before that trip, because I was working on the the jewel and the and the soldering of the the di the diode, the red flashing diode and shit. Because I was supposed to be a runner because I was gonna have the jewel in my hand mm -hmm. that was flashing. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I was so creative. But uh, while the the time that I was with him. And he was helping me with that was the, t the day that we had the discussion that when I freaked out and I wasn't sure that I wanted to be dating because that was the year I was trying not to have a boyfriend mm -hmm. and everything with him, like fireworks and lightning bolts and everything, you know, and it would just completely freak me out. And so while I was gone that whole weekend... Although we weren't at the con for the whole weekend because that con sucked so fucking bad that we came home a day. Oh, early. we did. We left early. God damn Which it. We've never ever done before. We just and packed the thing up. is, WesterCon, every other WesterCon, every other location was huge. Huge. Like 4,000 people huge. Yeah, but El Paso was a goddamn armpit. But this goddamn thing, what was there, 300 people there? Oh my God. I don't know, but Chet New Orleans was there. Oh, you know, I still jack off thinking about him. God, I hope that's not true. In those pajama pants. Oh, I really, really I do. I remember him in those pajama pants. And his crotch just came alive. <laughs> no. Oh. I do. I remember that. 
I almost feel like I need to explain why we call him Chet New Orleans. His, he was with, there with his mother and his mother wouldn't fucking shut up. Every time we'd see them, his mother was talking about, well, you know, when we were in New Orleans, like some con in New Orleans, we had some con, she, yeah. wouldn't, she would not stop talking about New Orleans. And so we just called her Mrs. New Orleans. And, and then we found, we found out his name was Chet because she referred to him as Chet. And it was like, oh God. So he, if she's Mrs. New Orleans, then he's Chet New Orleans. Oh, he was so hot. <laughs> he was not. He was so not. Oh my God. But see, that weekend, I was so fucking bummed that because I had kind of broken up with him. And then when I got back, the second I had an opportunity to see him, uh, he was back at my house and we made out for three hours without stopping. Yeah. And we were totally back. We were totally back on again. And we have not been away from each other since. Yep. 25 years. Remember, that was also the same weekend I found out. I think you must have found, we both found out. Oh, John, John Birch, we died. Yeah, we found out, uh, like, from people at the con. And, oh, God, remember, I cried. Oh, my God, it was the worst. I cried. Oh, yeah. It was also the weekend that Independence Day came out because a lot of people left the con because it was 4th of July weekend. A lot of people left the con to go to the movie and came back. God, that con sucked. Oh, my God. It was just... I mean, there were people there that we were really happy to see, you know, Stephanie and Paul. And there were, you know, it was it was fabulous. And there was inexplicably a San Francisco-themed restaurant in downtown El Paso. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That all because most of the con people are from Northern California, so meeting at the San Francisco restaurant was like an obvious thing to do. And it was I mean, it could have been good. But I I just like really I blame just like they El Paso should have never won the bid to have the con there. No. Because they Mm-mm. should have known that people were not gonna travel to fucking El Paso, Texas. And- to go to a con that had been in the Bay Area Northern California, like Northern California, Portland, Washington State. I yeah. mean, come on, people. You know, fucking El Paso. Hello. I mean, yeah. And and the location. I mean, El Paso are already not acceptable, but it also was in a convention center that the nearest hotel to the convention center was an old oil baron hotel that was so fancy it had a Tiffany glass dome over the yeah, bar. Remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. Nobody could afford to stay in that hotel. So we were staying at a, a was it a travel lodge? Oh, I don't On the know. other it side of so downtown. Because, yeah, because I remember the, the Our the, hotel was literally on the road that if you continued south from our hotel, you would be in Juarez. We were on the road to Juarez. That t- that city is not cute. Yeah, but oh, that concept, and it was and it was sad because I remember remember the the rooms were huge. It was set up and had the space for the five oh. six thousand people that would normally have like, been in a Western con. It was um imagine like imagine like going into a convention center and the biggest uh room they have. Like for like, if you were going to like a trade show, like an enormous room and two thirds of the room, if not three fourths is just empty yeah, so and everything it, yeah. is shoved into one corner of the room. 
So it just emphasizes how nobody is fucking there. Yes, it was like it was like Kiss on the Creatures of the Night tour. <laughs> they had, you know, they would book these places where they would sell sixteen thousand seats. And then they'd reorganize the arena and so they that would it felt only close, sell two thousand. But... Yeah. I was in one of those shows. And the sad thing is, it's like they knew going in that no one was coming because the the room I described, it was like the big giant empty room. That was the dealer's room because we were dealers. And so yeah. there weren't even enough dealers to fill, a, you know, half of the room, even as spread out as we were. And then there were no people walking around. There was just no one there. Oh, fucking no. Because I remember, God, I had so much stuff. God, if I had that stuff at Baycon, I would have made like $3,000. Oh, my God. And which I don't even think I made. I think I made enough money to pay for being there. Probably. We might have have broken even. I may have broken even, but God damn it. Oh, it was so, God, it was so upsetting. God damn it, it was so upsetting. You know, friends from the Bay Area who actually went there, I really felt bad for them. Because, you know, they go to, they would go to every fucking con and they never went to a con, they never saw a con they didn't like because they were of, they were the, the right type of people. And they go there, they travel all the way to fucking El Paso. Well, there had never been a Westercon in the history of Westercons with less than four or five thousand people, except this fucking one. The Year of Self Care. How's your poop game? Yep, we're going there. Right into the old turlet. If you aren't pooping on a reasonably regular schedule, if it's not moving easily on its own, that can be pretty awful. Too hard, too soft, too... You know what I mean. So you drink your water, you eat your fiber, and it's still not that perfect poop of your dreams. In fact, if you're anything like me, you had no idea what a perfect poop would even be like. Hell, I used to hear people on TV commercials talk about occasional irregularity, and I had no understanding of what regularity even was. Never mind how the phrase occasional irregularity doesn't make any damn logical sense. And I've been good with hydration forever. And fiber is like, no problemo. But there's other stuff that's important, and nobody talks about those things. Until now. First off, your body will tell you when it's time to go. For real. And yeah, sometimes it's not a convenient time. But the alternative is pretty bad. You know what I mean when I say that the more effort you put into it, the less product there is. And when you make no effort at all, you're shocked by the amount of product. Exactly. Both of those things can happen when you keep trying to force your will onto nature's schedule. But here's the good news. You can train your body over time to go when you want to go. But you need to pick a time that's always going to work for you. Doctors say that the best time is generally in the morning, about a half hour after you ate breakfast. 
It's actually true that eating revs up the digestive system, and getting that into gear does move things along. You can try taking a magnesium supplement every night before bed. It kind of prepares things for a good morning crap. But this change isn't going to happen right away. It could take like two or three weeks to get things on a schedule, but you know, it's worth it. And while you're getting yourself on a schedule, here's some more helpful hints. When I was prepping for my hysterectomy last year, I was told by many friends that two things would definitely be true. One, I wasn't going to shit for at least a week. In reality, it ended up being two weeks. My God. And two, I really, really needed to not strain even the tiniest bit when I finally did go, because popping stitches and stuff. So that meant I needed to learn how to relax into a poop and push without pushing. And oh my lord, people, when that poop finally came two weeks later, I nearly fainted from it. But I popped zero stitches, thank you very much. The good thing is, if you've been listening to these year of self-care segments and using a lot of the tips you've learned, you're probably really good at the deep breathing by now. So right now, just for a few breaths, I want you to breathe deep into your belly. Really consciously pull down on that diaphragm, bringing the breath as far down as you can get it. Push your tummy out to make room for it. See if you can feel how the pressure you're building up inside your abdomen is actually pushing downwards into your stomach area, your intestines. Feel that? Okay. Now I want you to remember that the next time you're needing to take a dump. Breathing is going to be a big help. Next thing. I bet some of you have heard of the squatty potty. I'm not selling those, I promise, but I do believe in what they're promoting. Most of the world squats to shit, and for good reason. We're designed to squat. Our parts are lined up in such a way that when your knees are close to your shoulders and gravity is involved, stuff's gonna come on out. So everybody doesn't have to raise their feet to do this, but you might find you need more height. And you could put a stack of books on either side of the toilet to raise your feet up if you feel like you need it. Yoga blocks, anything sturdy and a few inches off the ground for most people. But the important part isn't having your feet up. It's the angle of pelvis to legs. Put your thighs a little ways apart and lean far forward. There's your squat angle. Combine the lean with some nice deep belly breaths, and you're good to go. No pun intended. You might even try a bit of shifting from side to side while pressing down into your diaphragm to adjust that pressure. See how that helps. You'll learn cool stuff about your internal anatomy doing stuff like this. Now, there's also some hilarious videos online of people doing this other technique of sort of mooing like a cow while they lean far forward. And I did it once as a test, and it really seemed to help, but I felt so stupid that I never wanted to do it again. But I promise you, once you get your shit together, and by shit, I mean shit, the rest of your life is going to start falling into place. And really, what is fortune and fame if you're constipated all the time? 
Not a damn thing. So, get to shittin' right, my friend. My name is Paige, and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can turn into nightmares. Join me as I tell you about horrific reveries on the Reverie True Crime Podcast, wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. But I digress. Anyway, should we stop recording? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't, do you want? Do you want to hear about? Um, this could all. This will all be fixed in post. Uh. Do you want to hear about the uh, the Elmo doll? It's not a long oh, story. Oh yes! Oh my god! So I I've been I've been meaning to tell Pitney about this for the longest time, and it's actually it's been really hard to not just send him the news story, uh, which is almost a month old now, or maybe a little over a month old. Uh, it was really hard to not just send it to him because I really wanted to tell him this on the show, but it's just, it's just been sitting here waiting. So here's the, um, the, there's a, there's a lot you can, you can Google later and you can see lots of news stories about this, but this is the, um, headline of the one that I chose because it's the funniest Michigan home inspector busted pleasuring himself with Elmo doll cops. Say this is from the New York post. He was tickled by Elmo. That's <laughs> I'm sure he was. So, home inspector in Michigan allegedly caught on a camera, like a nanny cam kind of baby's bedroom camera situation, pleasuring himself with an Elmo doll in a customer's house. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven, 59, is accused of pulling the creepy move in the nursery of a 22-year-old woman's home in Oxford Township on March 12th, according to the smoking gun. Van Leuven, who was hired by the homeowner to inspect the property before a sale, was busted when a web camera alerted her to motion in the room. You know how you get like an app on your phone? Like the ones that tell you if there's someone at your door or whatever? Well, this is like a nanny cam situation. Um, so to motion, okay. Yes, there was motion in the room. So she picked up her phone and looked. And basically what she saw at first was, oh, the home inspector guy is in the room. But then he goes over to the closet and picks up the stuffed Elmo. And while he's doing that, he is undoing his pants. And basically using the Elmo doll on himself. Oh, how fabulous. All in front of the web camera. Now, what is wrong with that homeowner? She should have gone right down there, right then and there, and sucked that dick. Because that's what I would have done. Okay, one, I don't think she was home. I kind of got the feeling that she wasn't actually there. Uh, well, that's because she was she, at work, you said, right? Yeah. I would have rushed um, home and so. sucked that dick. I'm not going to show you a picture of this guy. No, you wouldn't. Oh, really? Oh, guess you said 20-something, so I was all excited. No. 
59. She's 22. Oh, okay. Never mind. X-A. But of course, you know, since it was a security cam thing on her phone, all she had to do was hit a little button and start recording the feed so that she had something to show police. (laughs) So when you Google this, a lot of the news stories are articles that actually have local news stories like TV news, and there's cl- there, there's like moments of clips of video. Oh, oh so you my can, god! I mean, it's worth googling. It really is. And here's here's my favorite. So when sheriff's deputies confronted Van Leuven, he claimed to have only moved the doll to look in the electrical outlet, according to the report. But when officers told him there was a camera in the nursery. <laughs> Van Leuven allegedly made incriminating statements and apologized. What do you say? Like, oh, it's just so hot, I couldn't control myself. I mean, have you seen ah, Elmo? Ah, ah. But when, uh, oh, like, my God. so he was charged with aggravated indecent exposure and malicious destruction of property because, oh, that's another thing. So he used the Elmo. He finished, clearly. Uh, and then he just put the Elmo right back where he found him. Uh, and so if there hadn't been the nanny cam, it's like they would have gotten home later. The kid goes to grab his Elmo's and the Elmo has like dried crusty stuff on him. And no one knows why. The judge uh, ordered him to undergo a mental health evaluation and banned him from being alone on a residential property that on any residential property that does not belong to him. And as of Thursday, a month ago, he was being held in jail in lieu of a $2,500 bond and faces up to two years in prison. Who knew that there was an actual, like, you know, precedent set for jerking off with an Elmo? Oh, my God. I would have given him a $5,000 reward. For the hilarity of it? But I would have banned him from going to anybody's houses for five years also. What what you should do is we'll give you $5,000 if you allow us to release the video. Yeah. Sign this thing. It's like, I'll give you reward for being so fabulous. We're putting your picture online and the video. You can go viral. You can be famous. But you can't go into people's houses. You need to go work at a gas station or something where you're not going to be able to, you know. And the thing is, like, it it does make me wonder because we've known, well, we we don't, as far as we know, we don't personally know any plushies, plushophiles. But we have, you and I have discussed plushophilia a lot because it is fascinating to us. And... It's like, it does make me wonder if it's just the Elmo. Like, d- does he have an Elmo at home that he uses? And so when he sees Elmo, he automatically gets horny? Know. And was it like, and was it like, maybe was it the tickle me Elmo and maybe the legs were electric and they vibrated? No, it was just a regular stuff. You'll uh, see in the video. Uh, it's just a regular uh, old stuffed Elmo. Uh, it's just, but he's not, he's it's not, not like Elmo. He's not young and hot. Absolutely not. And I, it also isn't, it's not the Elmo like, you used to have that was Elmo does the chicken dance. That's the, the, the battery powered Elmo in the chicken outfit where he does the chicken dance. It's yeah. not the one you used to have. Okay. Cause not I that was you ever did anything like, you know, Justin Bieber covered in olive oil, fucking an Elmo doll. And that'd be hot, but it's not like your that. Hot. So, you need some WD 40 for your chair. 
<laughs> you get so excited and you can't stop moving around in your squeaky ass chair. Oh, I know, because I'm thinking about, like, Justin Bieber fucking an Elmo doll. Oh, my God. Do you think he'd be more into an Elmo Now, see, and what he didn't do was he didn't create an SPH, a strategically placed hole, uh, at the back of Elmo's mouth, like like we heard about that time with the Alpha doll. <laughs> or with the Miko the Raccoon from oh, um, Pocahontas. God. Apparently, Miko the Raccoon was really hot, according to a lot of the plush of files that we used to stock online <laughs> oh god uh, and that reminds well, me i am oh, going what? oh my god you know because i was thinking about this again i was thinking about this a few days ago uh-huh. i have two audio things that i want to make okay and one of them would be fun to make for this video as a little thing okay so picture, you know, the karaoke version of Rock and Roll All Night with me, you know, doing my, ah, wanna thrust in plush all night and work that SPH. Yes. That would be great for this, right? Oh, sure. For this. But the other one that I wanted to do is, and I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day, but you know, the beginning of that horrible song from the 80s, Rock Me Amadeus. <laughs> yes. Where she's like, ooh, Rock Me Amadeus, ooh. Ew, I want to do Amadeus. with that beat. And I want to do, ooh, fuck me, Elon Musk. Ooh, oh. fuck me. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> you just sort of drop that little moment of how you're into Elon Musk. I was, and it was like thinking okay. about that the other day, and now I want to do it, and I know you'd be so horrified. Is it because his name reminds you of the musky smell of Red Hot Cock waiting for I some hand action? I don't know. The Elon musky <clears throat> smell? I do remember in the, the, un, uh, the unfinished uh, Murr fan fiction, Musk in the Wind. <laughs> do you remember musk in the wind all we are is musk in the wind dude no i don't was it gonna be was it gonna be part of the sandpaper tongue fake thing i just thought of this whole scenario and i remember oh, even Lord. like started like came up with like a filth Musk in you the know, wind. You know, it's just like, you know, the smell of musk in the wind. Oh, so it's not even the America song. It's not and it was always about, you know, like, Murr lifting his leg in the musk. And it would turn the party into an, a big orgy. With, with his scent glands. Ugh. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. We're sorry. We're really sorry, you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm having a good time. <laughs> it was just so utterly random right now. It's like, I don't, I don't even have it in me to explain anything that we're talking about. Oh, I know. I was just talking. I like totally wasn't thinking about it. Through oh. But, you know, Elmo. 
Yeah, Google yes. Google it. Google the yes, thing. Elmo, You'll see how hideous the guy is. The smell of musk in the wind. What song is it to? I think I just made I think I just made it up. I just made it up. Oh. At the time. Well, because it was a felt, I assumed it was. Yeah, I had this very elaborate song. Because remember, I had this, like, thing about myrrh at a party at my house. (laughs) And it was one of the fake Renaissance festivals. And I had the fire pit. Yes. And myrrh was there. He used to have a backyard so big he would throw mini, mini yeah. Renaissance fairs in his yard. And he awesome. lifted his leg, and everybody got all hot and bothered him because he this big orgy. Because do you think? Do you think Myrrh sometimes has to go and have his anal glands expressed? <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, he just scooches his butt I'm on the carpet. I'm sure the mermaids would have done that. And then he has to work. Uh, 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 Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. God, we should try to get in touch with Jamie Murray and see if he'll do an oh interview. Just to talk about Murr. Are we going to start a fake Murr podcast like we did with the fake Murr fanzine? Oh, God, no. But wouldn't that be fun just to have a Murr episode where we interview so him? That would be very, very difficult to do. Would he do it? No, he wouldn't. He of would course he it. wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't. He might. He doesn't even do this stuff anymore. He does send you a picture of his uh, uh, of those, and he will. <laughs> oh my god! I would like to think he's seen plenty of other these's since then. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, on that note. On that note. <laughs> <laughs>